the Intersection Education Podcast. Schools are the place where different institutions, services, and societal influences meet. In other words, they're at the intersection of children's lives. In the Intersection Education Podcast, we speak with insiders and outsiders of the education world to try to gain new insight and improve our schools. Hey folks, Corey Haley here. Wanting to come at you with a little bit of a different proposition today on intersection education. Over the next little bit of time, we're not quite sure yet how many weeks, I'm going to be presenting to you some things that I'm thinking about uh, when it comes to educational leadership, when it comes to leadership in general, and when it comes to leading organizations and people, and when it comes to education and teaching. And I'm going to start today talking about values. So what am I going to talk about? First of all, uh, I got a big takeaway today, and that is that you should have a list of your most important values. You should have that list. You should know what's number one. You should know what's number two. You should know what you think is important in this life. And why? Because I think that list is going to help you to make decisions I think it's going to help you feel better about those decisions. I think it's going to help you communicate what you are doing with the people that you work with or the people in your life. And I think ultimately it has a chance to make you happier, all from a small list of your values. My first time that I came into an overt conversation about values isn't, uh, isn't glamorous at all. In fact, uh, one of the jobs that I had when I was in university was working at one of these big box stores as a cashier. It wasn't exactly a glamorous proposal, but you know what? It paid the bills. And it exposed me to an organization that had values. And they had a clearly listed and itemized uh, list. They didn't have them uh, ranked. It was uh, actually a circle, and so that they were all equal. And my first exposure to that was not actually very positive. My first exposure to that was, who are they to tell me what to think? I'm simply an employee. You don't own me. You don't have the right. You don't deserve to tell me how to live. And, And I really didn't understand that. Uh, at the time. I think that it is a function of not actually knowing who you are Uh, at that point. I didn't know what was important to me, and I surely wasn't going to let an organization tell me what what was important to myself. And I didn't have enough background, and I didn't have enough knowledge around values to be able to look at the values that they were proposing, A, see what they were meant for, and then B, evaluate those values against my own and say, hey, is this a good fit? And so I didn't actually have a good start with values. But I've come around to them as I've come to understand the value of having this list, of knowing what's important to you. I've come around to thinking that it is actually extremely important, firstly as an individual and also as an organization. 
And I want to start off with a little bit of a question. When was the last time that you sat down and thought about the core values that are important to you? Those main values that you believe in and that guide the many facets of your life. Because for a lot of the people that I talk to, the answer is never. They might have a fleeting idea of, of, of what might be important. But when it comes down to a difficult situation, a difficult decision, those people can't point to, they can't oralize what are the things that are the most important to them in their lives. And I think that that's a bit strange. I, I, I do. I, I think it's a bit strange that the core principles upon which you're saying my life should be focused around these things, these are the most important things, uh, I think it's strange that those go undefined and unsaid. And, and like I said, I think that most people have a sense of what is important to them, but they can't clearly state that, and they can't point to it, and they can't refer to it in moments of difficulty. And so here's what I'm proposing that you do. You can do it today, but here's your, your homework if you're listening to this. I want you to sit down and create a list of the most important values for yourself. So I've been doing a bit of uh, reading around this in preparation, and uh, one of the things, or one of the people who, who spoke to this that I really like is James Clear. If you've read uh, some of his work, including Atomic Habits, you'll know what I'm talking about. And he says that, you know, we need to evaluate those different values and choose up to five. His, his idea is choose five values that are the most important. And uh, what, uh, what I have found and what other people also find easy is, um, easier is to, is to find a list of all of the core values and then to go through them, and, and that makes it a little bit easier. I think that uh, one of the large impediments that people have is coming up with a list of all these different things. And, and as I said, I think that people know, but I think that they need to have those written down. And so in the show notes, I'll include a list that James Clear uses of many of the core values that, they often, that he often sees. Another guy that I really like and that I look to when I am looking and investigating things like this when it comes to a more psychological type of approach is Adam Grant. Uh, Adam Grant, prolific writer uh, and podcaster. Uh, I like most of his stuff and it's extremely well presented and practical. He goes, uh, when talking about values, he goes so far as even to think that we should rank them. In, in, in value and importance. And so not only would you have the five values that are dear to you, you would then itemize those one, two, three, four. Here's the first one, and then the second, and then the third, the fourth, the fifth. But what do you do with that list? Okay, whatever. You got a list of five things, and like most scraps of paper that have some sort of list on it, it doesn't actually mean anything unless you actually use it. And, and I think this is where the practical application of this actually becomes positive. Because when we are making decisions, especially decisions that are difficult, 
but not limited to that because there are those decisions that aren't particularly difficult, but they start to define our lives. Those decisions should be driven by our values. They should be truly driven by the things that we think are important. And, and you could even call them the compass of your life. Those should be your values. You should align your life with what you think, what you say is important. And when we're faced with these difficult decisions, which we often are in our lives, and it seems at times, I'm sure that every generation has said this, it seems like in these days, we are faced with many difficult decisions. We can make those from a basis of well-thought-out planning. It can cause us considerable less stress because we know that what we are doing is aligning. And we can use that as a tool to help us more easily and with less frustration make these decisions. We can help align our lives through these choices to our values. And I think that that will make us considerably happier. I think that that will avoid stress. We won't have to think repeatedly all night about some of these decisions because we will have a lot of help in making those. Now, I've talked a lot about those difficult decisions, but I've also talked about the easy decisions, the decisions that we make almost unconsciously. And once you have that list of your values that you want to align your life with, I think we should also look at our choices that over time become our habits. And this is where James Clear really comes in. He has a line which says, you should do things that people that you want to become do, or people that you admire. So people like us do things like this. And so this is another way of thinking about aligning your decisions to your values, which is to say that if you want to be like this group of people that have the values that you have, that you can now identify with your list, what would you do to be able to be like that person? Because values are aspirational, which means that at times we can list values that we don't actually currently live, but that we want to achieve. Again, having this list will help us to improve in those areas that we're not currently meeting, that we're not actually living up to our expectations. And it allows us to evaluate and to slowly, because this is not going to be an overnight process, align those decisions with what is important to us. Think of a value like health. This is a really easy one. So if health is important to you and we evaluate our lives through the value of health, well, might you make different decisions around perhaps your Netflix consumption? Or perhaps you might make different decisions about what you put in your body. Or maybe you won't make different decisions about how much Netflix you watch, but perhaps you would ensure that you're watching Netflix while you're on the treadmill. Or you might make sure that you burn a certain number of calories or are active a certain amount in the day so that you feel okay when you have some 
sugary sweets or you have something that you really enjoy that perhaps isn't as healthy as it could be. And I think that over time, if you have those values and you evaluate those choices through the lens, you'll get closer to aligning what is important to you and your life. Because I would argue that when we live our values, when we're actually living our values, when our choices and our values are aligned, that we're going to be happier. I, I think we're going to feel more successful. I would argue that in most cases, we'll be more successful, but we'll also feel more successful. We'll feel like we're in control of our lives and not being controlled by others or by our unconscious thought or by our desires. And I think that we're going to feel like we're the authors of our lives. And that is incredibly empowering. But it is not always easy. There are absolutely going to be times when your values may lead you in directions that you have not gone before. And these directions might actually be against the wishes, the alignment of some of the influences in your life. You might find that some of your friends aren't making decisions that align your life with your values. You might find that some of the things that you did are no longer compatible with what you think is important. And I think that it's important to make slow progress over time, but to move towards that ideal. Now, this brings us to another aspect of this conversation. And there are times when I think, when I feel, like people know what they want to do. They, they know what a right decision is, but they have a lot of difficulty communicating why. And that is an issue if you are in a relationship and you're trying to communicate to your partner why you feel strongly about something. It is an issue if you are a leader and you are having difficulty communicating why you think a particular path or a particular decision is important. And I think that if we know our values, especially the values that we're basing decisions on, that's going to help us communicate to these others why we're making a choice. It's going to help us communicate not only in that moment the choice, but also the direction so that people can start counting on certain decisions. They've got certainty. And I think that through that perspective, it can actually help to strengthen our relationships as well. If people know where you're coming from, if people know what to expect from you, if people can understand the lens with which you're seeing the world and decisions, they're going to feel better at interacting with you. They're going to feel more comfortable. And so these are all many of the strengths and benefits that I think come from, from a simple list of your values. Now, the list is simple, one through five, but actually making that list and evaluating it, that's a, that's a process. And that's a process that's ongoing. Because I don't think values are a singular statement on what you are. We've got five things, but an individual is so incredibly complex. Um, I, think that, I think that we need to allow ourselves to be more than just the five values. We need to be conscious of the fact that we are so many different things. We are 
complex human beings, but I also think that we need to make it easy on ourselves and have this list to come back to over and over again. And so here's what I think you should do if you haven't already done so. I think you should make a list of the five most important values to you. If you have a list, I think you should perhaps revisit that list. Make sure that the values that are on it are still the values that are important to you. And then I think you should use that list as a lens through which to make decisions at your work, at your school, if you're an educational leader, in your life. And don't be overwhelmed. Pick a few decisions, pick a few things, pick a few habits that you do and align them more closely to your values. And I think over time, you're going to see a lot of improvement in that. I think you're going to be able to make decisions easier. I think you're going to feel better about your decisions. I think you're going to be able to communicate those decisions with other, and ultimately, I think you're going to be happier. This is Corey Haley again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Intersection Education Podcast, and we'll be back next week with another episode and another topic. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Intersection Education Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, and you can also connect with us on Twitter at IntersectionEd and on our website, which is intersectioneducation.com.